1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The question is, is it time to reevaluate
2: Josh Allen? And I don't mean he's no good. I get it. He's, he's great. But there's Patrick Mahomes. There's Joe Burrow. Now you got Jalen Hurts making this run, looking the way he did even on a, with a bad shoulder. Is it fair to put
3: Josh Allen in that kind of company?
2: Listen, that is the energy I want because there are only two answers. That's what I want the bills to think too. Is it hmm. should we be putting Josh in the same breath as Mahomes and Burrow and um, Hurts whatever? And there are two answers. One is yes. Okay. Why isn't he getting those results? He needs help. Okay. The other answer is no we shouldn't. Okay, then what should you do about it? That's a big no. No, 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 no. No, No, we shouldn't put him in that group. Okay, what should we do about that? Get him weapons and get him
3: help. Make him back. How do you
2: get him back into the group? Both answers lead Mm. to you must do more on offense.
3: Okay, so the first answer you would hope then, your first answer, still leads to the do more on offense. Even if they say, yeah, he's still in that group. You still got to hope that the Bills get to the end result of what you want. Let's do more for Josh, even though you think he's still the group. Don't worry about it. Okay, but. But if he is, then why isn't he getting the results? You just don't have enough good weapons around. A Good, consistent weapons around him. Some are underutilized. Some are just not capable enough of being in that expanded role. I think it's a combination of the yeah. two. And Patrick Mahomes has not won every Super Bowl since he's been in the league. No. He's, he's lost a couple of them. Champ- he's to, to five
2: AFC Last FFC year, Matthew AFC Stafford won it. And what did the Rams do? They had Cooper Cup. And they traded – or they, I'm sorry, signed Odell Beckham, identifying, like, we need as many weapons as possible. And they got hot and they won it. You know, like the Beckham conversation we had all year was worthy. He doesn't sign anywhere, so nobody ends up getting him. But, you know, if you think he's just as good, ask yourself why they're not getting the results. And then make the changes, whether you think that's the coach, the coordinator, or the people around him. If you think he's just as good, it's time to get the same results as those guys. And if you don't think he's as good – And that's okay, too. Get him weapons to make everybody think that he is on that level.
3: I think he's just as good. I don't think he has the weapons, and he certainly doesn't have the creativity and the play caller that the other guy had when Dable was here. There's something lacking. It just, right, if we're going to say that most of the season, the offense looked like it had something wrong. It looked like it had to work too hard. It went through too many extended droughts inside a game on a week-by-week basis. Why? Why did that happen? And I think it's not one easy answer. I think that is a combination of, again, where were the easy throws? How did you, what did you do in terms of your scheming, your game planning on a week-by-week basis? Did you make the job as easy for your quarterback to go out and execute the game plan? Yesterday... You know, certainly the first quarter, the first two drives, it looked easy for Joe Burrow. He just sat there with clean pockets, getting the ball out in, what, two and a half seconds. Guys are wide open. That was easy peasy. He made it look like kids play. The Bills don't do that. And, and and again, I'm not. some of this has, down the stretch has also been Josh Allen. You know, some of Josh Allen's decision making and the turnovers and all that. But I think there's a combination of things that happen is one. There was a lack of creativity and ability by the, the by the play caller to make things easier for his quarterback. And let's face it, how many guys are getting free in the passing game? How many wide receivers are consistently opening, uh, get, getting separation, beating their guys? Not named Stephon Diggs. And we talked about Gabe Davis. He's good at contested catches. Well, you know, so-so. Not really, though. Yeah, I mean, he get it. The guy's got a fifty-one percent catch rate. He's your number two receiver. And he's got a 51% catch rate.
2: That's because a lot of the throws are far he, downfield. And
3: he, and he doesn't get open all the right. time. He doesn't create easy throws for his quarterback. You know, and Isaiah McKenzie is, is a piece to have on the offense. But he's not your third best weapon in your passing game. How do you know that? Because they, you know, Joe Biscaglia made a great point in his piece in the Athletic this morning. The Bills had one touchdown drive yesterday. One. They looked good. They were throwing the ball. They were moving. They got a touchdown. On that drive, they pretty much went eleven personnel. Cole Beasley was on the field for the first nine snaps of that drive. Nine. Because they had to get somebody who Josh trusted could actually get open. I think he had a wide receiver screen for 11 yards on that drive. They just don't have consistent guys after Stefan Diggs. And I think that's part of Diggs' frustration. So it's it it's Brandon Bean's roster, and he's got to fix it. But I think Sean McDermott has to address his offensive coordinator and find somebody else. <laughs> Who can be up to the job because in year one, Dorsey wasn't up to the job. He didn't make life easier for his quarterback. Dable did. Dorsey didn't. I don't know if he can. Maybe he will in time, you know, with more experience. But we can't screw around here, kids, because again, you're going backwards on the conference depth chart right now, and I don't have time to wait for somebody to develop as a play caller. 803 to join us. Uh let's see, we're going, we'll get connected with our fans. We'll go to Craig in Rochester. Thank you for holding on. Go right ahead. You're on WGR.
4: Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for always taking our calls. It's, it, it's a, one of those tough days, and I appreciate being able to talk to you. Um, real quick before I get to the offense, what definitely hurts is it, it's been, you know, four years with Josh, and you know we took a step back, and it's another missed opportunity. They still have opportunities, but it's not limitless. And like you said, how are the division's catching off and everything. It's It's not limitless. Um, my big thing with the offense, it, it is the lack of creativity, but it's also when Josh got here, we built around him. We gave him an offensive line. And then you gave him Beasley and Brown, and Beasley could catch everything around the space of the sun. And you could see the growth. And one of my favorite things, favorite Josh games, was that first game in 2019 because they schemed a bunch of just easy catches. He threw the ball and had it was five, seven-yard passes, and we eat, ate our way down the field, and he had his mistakes. But it allowed an easier offense, and then, you know, they took off the top with the Brown touch up again. I know that's a while back, but they didn't do that this year. It was Josh, the schoolyard ball the back half of the year, and you watch, and they haven't invested, you know, Beasley aged out, Brown has aged out, to try to bring the band back. They don't have anyone that, to help with some of that, and they don't scheme it. They, I, I don't care if they trade the whole draft class to try to get a guy who is going to eat balls or two guys like that. You have got to get this guy help because he's a tremendous player, and he has his worth every once in a while, but he makes up for him tenfold. Otherwise, you're just spending your tires here, and we're going to keep falling back if you don't give him
3: some help at this point. Yeah, I'm good with two. You want to spend – I mean, they don't have a ton of cap space, so I'm not sure that free agency is an option on wide receiver. You want to spend a couple of draft picks on wide receiver? I'm good with that. And you've got to find a way to use James Cook – next season is Naheem's going to be involved in the offense I mean he was a returner you got him in here is he going to Singletary is a free agent he's probably not back so if you're going with Cook and Hines I'd like to find a way to get the speed of the running backs involved in this offense you you that should be number one priority of of all the things and there are free agent decisions right what are you doing with Edmonds what are you doing with Poyer what are you doing with Singletary they got to replace at least one starter on the offensive line and that guy's not on this roster um you know, so there, there are plenty of safety. you got to figure out what you're doing about Jordan Poyer's contract and where you're going with him. The number one priority is to add more weapons in the passing game, add more skill at wide receiver. It is the number one priority. Fix, help, aid Josh Allen's passing game, whether it's coordinator, roster. Do that before everything else you do in the offseason. Because you're falling behind the Chiefs and you're falling behind the Bengals, and you've got to do something about it now. And then that's Im- the top priority.
2: Immediately bolster your offensive line.
3: At least one, if not two, maybe three, but the right side of the offensive line, I mean Saffold was not the single one guy out, because they all stunk yesterday, but I mean he got beat so much. And P- Spencer Brown did not take a stride forward this year. So the right side of the line needs to be addressed. Bates was eh I mean, even even Dawkins got beat yesterday. He rushed three one time, and your left tackle got beat for a sack.
2: That was a low moment.
3: Yeah. Three-man rush, and the left tackle got beat. So you need to address the right side of your offensive line at the very least as well, assuming Morrison's back and Dawkins will be okay at left tackle.
2: We haven't gone too much after Josh. Maybe this is one of the things about what was Diggs upset about. Josh missed how many throws low? There are a bunch. Yeah. One of the reasons they don't have yards after catch. He missed some throws high. Miss he missed some throws, him throws wide high too. He missed some throws low. <laughs> there was one drive where it's to uh, Davis over the middle. He's falling and catches it. There's no yak there. Yeah. There another were some one,
3: diving completions an, uh, that were right.
2: Another one to Diggs and Diggs stands up and gestures. Yeah, that's right. Get the
3: ball that's up. That's right. I remember
2: that. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah.
3: So. He missed a lot. He missed Diggs on the first drive. Yeah, Diggs beat his man. Yep. That's a big play. That's I don't a- know if he runs for a touchdown. At the very least, you're inside the Cincinnati range. 40, Yep. and the drive dies at that point. And then you go out and give up another touchdown, or you're down 14-zip. Uh, let's see. We are off to Marilla. Yeah, I think, Don, you're uh, next here on WGR. Go right ahead. Yeah, hi, it's John. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John.
5: <laughs> That's all right. Um kind of all over the board here, but you know, watching the game yesterday, we were kind of out of it from the beginning, so it wasn't like there was a lot vested in the game. It was, it was more of a disappointing game rather than a, a sad game. You know, it was almost to the point of angered by by the the lack of appeared effort. And I heard I heard McDermott saying in the beginning while I was on hold, you know, oh the, we didn't get in the rhythm or they got in the rhythm. Well, they were in the rhythm from the Cincinnati game two weeks ago. And it looks like, you know, as a coaching staff, obviously I don't know, but it looks like we went out there and said, well, let's do what we did last week. You know, we didn't quite, you know, finish the, get to see the result of that, but let's, let's go out there and try it again. And, and it just, it, it looked like the, you know, the guys on the sidelines were almost like, really, you know, right from the get go, they were out of it. Like, they're like, why, why are we doing this? You know, this, this, game plan it was like we were out from the beginning we were out from 2 weeks ago it was, it was extremely disappointing and you know both lines offensive defensive oh my goodness oh my goodness you know terrible um which affects everybody else you yeah. know the the defensive backs the quarterback you know all that but that that was shockingly bad shockingly bad um and it it, it it was it was it was just disappointing. It wasn't sad, you know, anger, nothing. It was just yeah. a very disappointing, very un-Buffalo type game. No, I didn't. Um,
3: I I never I never got angry during the whole game. Um, actually, the only time I got angry was hearing the Who Day chants um, coming over my television. But you're right. There was it was hard to get angry when you didn't feel the get that they were in the game. I mean, it just it was a very for me a very unemotional day. I, like I said, I said to Jeremy earlier. I was not on the edge of my seat. I was never nervous. I was never angry because there was just, it just felt like they never got into it. It First drive of the game, 7 nothing. Second drive of the game for them, 14 nothing. Boom, done. And it was just miserable. Um, the lines were terrible, both of them. The offensive line was awful. Couldn't run the ball. Couldn't pass protect. The defensive line did nothing. No pass rush. Nothing at all against Joe Burrow. And I saw a stat, it was the, for the Bills, it was the season high of yards allowed before contact, and how I mean, I'm sure Daquan Jones's absence hurt there in a big way because it seemed like anytime Joe Mixon ran up the middle, it was free space. It was just too easy for them to run the ball, so it would they were miserable up front yesterday, and that's where Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott build their football teams. Well, they got beat on both sides on the line. Keep going? Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't know if you wanted to say anything. Sorry. No. All right, let's get to uh, let's see. Joe and Williamsville. Thank you for holding on, Joe. Go right ahead.
6: Hey, guys. Uh, I want to address a couple things, but the first thing I want to discuss is uh, McDermott's uh, decision to punt uh, just before halftime at midfield. In order to uh, address uh, his decision or evaluate his decision, you have to be At that time and uh, not at the end of the game, Uh, he was faced with a fourth and ten at midfield. And the way the offense was playing, chances are they're not going to get the first down. So you give uh, Bengals the ball at midfield, chances are they're going to drive the ball and at least get a field goal. And they did drive the ball and they... um, ended up uh, doing a Hail Mary. So do you rather would you rather have him try a Hail Mary pass or get a field goal and be down twenty to seven instead of seventeen to seven.
3: Why is it a given you won't get the yeah. first down?
6: Look at the way they played. What, Did you what see the done? defense?
3: Yeah. Did you see how the Bills yeah. –
2: you're going to trust the defense? Yeah, Joe, just to assume they wouldn't get the first down. If you're telling me they won't get the first down, then yes. You're it...
6: making my point for me. No. The defense <laughs> – I don't trust the
2: defense. So I, keep I the ball trust. on offense. Right. Yeah, Your no, on, only open, path forward, Joe, your no, only open, path open, to
6: victory this. is points. This is after the game. You have to – at halftime – No, it felt that way during the game. Down, do you want to go down at halftime? Being down twenty to seven or seventeen to seven. Joe, all right. Thanks for the
2: conversation. Thanks for the phone call. You, you, you don't get to do Joe. You don't get to do that. You don't get to decide. It definitely wouldn't have worked for the offense, but the defense definitely would have given up the points. You just don't get to do that. One of the possibilities, and one that they shut the door on, was what if we score? They still have the ball. I mean, we could talk all day about fourth and ten. I'd like to talk about why it went from 1st and 10 to 2nd and 10, 3rd and 10, 4th and 10. Where are the, the fun little three-yard extended run plays to Beasley or McKenzie or get Diggs involved there? You're 1st and 10 at the 41-yard line of Cincinnati, and you're the best team in the league scoring at the end of the first half. The best team in the league at it. And they put the stat on the screen. They've scored in the last two minutes of the half in all of their playoff games the last few years. It's the thing they do the best. It's one, of the, it's one of their strongest traits. And, Joe, there are probably some times they did it with a fourth down conversion as well because they've been a team that's been aggressive. But multiple times yesterday, they punted it away. And you can do all you want. Would you, would you rather be? Would you rather be? They lost by 17 points. Losing by 20 isn't any different. If they had given up a field goal there, instead of 20-7, to 7, instead of 17-7, it's 20-7. to 7. That's not that different. It really isn't. And for the chance at getting on the board and trying to get in that game, it's definitely worth it. Maybe Cincinnati scores a touchdown. And maybe it's, what, 24-7? to Who cares? Like, you are dying. And extending the game and staying alive a little bit longer isn't really the the win you think it is. So they should have gone for it, probably. But what they probably should have done was done better on first and second and third down.
3: First down was an incomplete pass that was deflected at the line which they had like 3 of those yesterday by the way right. Second down was the pass in the middle to Singletary which he couldn't handle. Yep. I don't know if that was deflected too much mustard and or almost what. Almost intercepted. But but if he catches that at least you're in field goal range. Yep. And then third down was the Dawkins hold. An incomplete pass for Diggs but Dawkins held. And boom, was declined because you're at the 41 and Zach Taylor figured they're going to punt me the football,
2: which they did. Or they'll go for it and I'll trust, you know, fourth and 10. Well, and
3: again, you know, you don't, you know, to a larger point, the head coach at times in the playoffs becomes a field position coach. And he goes away from, you know, the strength of my team. What does my team do best? Offense. I, yes, in the, in the midst of a day where we're talking about the offense was really having problems, but the thing, but you're behind. You know, it's like, it's like, like Jeremy said, I'm sorry, I'm belaboring your point. You made all the really good points, but I'm really frustrated today. Like, you know, the caller, you call in and you, you can't operate. It's not, well, guys, they weren't going to make it, so here's your decision. No, that's not how it works. You cannot have a discussion about a coach's decision by ruling out one possibility as never happening. You can't do that. That's not right. It's not fair. So it's 4th and 10. What do you need? You need points. Let's not give the ball back to Cincinnati. I don't care that you get the ball to start the third quarter. Let's not give it back to them. Let's do everything we can to maintain possession. But instead, at that point, with 7 points on the board, it was field position. Listen, we're going to get the ball uh, if we don't get it here, Burrow is at the 41. They get into field goal range. Okay, maybe we're down What would 20-7. to seven? Maybe we're down 20 to. No, we need points. We need to move the ball. We need to have touchdowns. We need to get into the end zone. And it was a very conservative that, the field goal from the 7. I mean, they were going to go for a fake punt on their own 20-yard line in the second half. Why don't you go for it on 4th and 10 from Cincinnati's 41 in the first half? No, we're going to give the ball away, and then we're going to play field position. And by the way, Burrow goes all the way downfield from his 9 to the 44 in a matter of half a minute.
2: It wasn't as bad as the Cowboys punt yesterday. They had a real doozy late in that game. You oh, see the, two minutes? Yeah.
7: 2-12 two, two on the clock. Two twelve on the clock. Down 7.
2: Down 7, they punted.
7: I was kind of half paying attention to that yeah. game. McCarthy had a throwback game. Yes, for
2: he him. did. Did he? Yep. Good, I'm not a fan. 4th and 10 at their own 18, punt the ball away. They get the ball back with no timeouts and 43 seconds, and, you know. Then they call it Ezekiel Elliott snap play. That was
3: fun <laughs> to watch. I did see
2: that. The Zeke having right, his, like, it in it his contract, like, I get to play center once. Like, all right, here, fine. We'll do it here.
3: And, and your running back at center got just plowed over by whoever was rushing for San Francisco defensively. Trucked Ezekiel Elliott on that play. And it never went anywhere. They didn't even get the hook and ladder off. The guy who caught the ball was tackled right away. It was really stupid. That's like why you don't do
7: it there, though, right? Because you, you get the ball back. You, you punt with just over two minutes to play. Like That's your best case scenario. Oh, I have to go 95 yards with 43 seconds and no timeouts. No timeouts You're right. going to end up having to try something stupid like a hook and ladder. That's why you don't punt.
3: Eight zero three zero five fifty to join us. We're going to take more of your calls. It is Bill's Football Monday. Yeah, we all need another little smile on our face. Not another, a smile added to our face today. You can get that from Crosby's.
4: The
3: Crosby's way
4: back to pass looking deep and going to throw it down the right side to Beasley intercepted Karen Taylor Britt intercepts it at the five-yard line and that'll do it
3: that is uh one of the low lights of the game I mean it's technically highlights but really might make you might have wanted to get high after that uh, the uh, highlights of the game brought to you by Northland Workforce Training Center. We have the training. All we need is you. More of your calls coming up. Chris Brown joining us too. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Chris's segment with us brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com by Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. By Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best dales in the world. By Lockwood Outdoor Store, high-impact gear for hardworking men and women. Uh, Chris is with us on the Western Hotline, and we are going to uh, say good morning to him right now. Chris, good morning, sir. Welcome to Bills, the final Bills football Monday of the season. Yeah, sad Monday. Good
8: morning, guys.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing. Maybe you wouldn't be stunned to say they would have lost to the Bengals, but man, Chris, just complete domination. I mean, the absolute worst day you could possibly dream up happened to the Bills yesterday.
4: Yeah, I, I said it to Eric Wood after we got off the broadcast. I said it was a bad day to have a bad day, and that's what they had. Um, yeah, and right from the jump, I mean, the Bengals did have a history of getting out to fast starts. You know, they were a good first-quarter team, and so I wasn't terribly surprised that they got off to a hot start. I was surprised that the Bills' offense could not keep pace. And – You know, we made a lot of the backup offensive linemen that would be taking the field for Cincinnati. Their execution was flawless, and we saw it as evidenced on the scoreboard. So I think with all the fight that we had seen in this team through all the trials and tribulations that they had been through through the course of the season, I think a lot of us just believed they were going to just will themselves to another win somehow, some way, even when it was 14 nothing but because they made a one score game by halftime um, and they were <laughs> they weren't even that close so you thought maybe but there were just too many things missing from what we had typically seen on offense defense and special teams I mean it was a three phase down day for the bills
3: yeah so you guys are up top you're watching from press box you and Eric and offensively what are you seeing because you know, it, the line struggled. They, you know, they, they you know, Josh was constantly under pressure. The running game couldn't get going. There were very few, if any, seemingly easy throws for Josh in the offense. I mean, what, what, what were you guys talking about up top as you were watching all this play out in front of you?
4: Um, I think we were surprised at how inconsistent the offense was. I mean, we know that, when this team has looked a little shaky on offense, we've all kind of said, well, maybe this offense is a little too Josh-centric. And when they cannot bring plays together, they pretty much rely on Josh to make something magical happen. And in a lot of cases, he would pull them out of that abyss and, you know, give you hope that they'd be able to put enough points on the board to win a football game. But I, I, think, I think the law of averages is going to punish you in the end. And we saw that yesterday. I still think that the biggest shame is from week two to week four, and I know there's a loss in there to Miami, but this offense showed they could be an extraordinarily efficient offense without being a big play offense and put a lot of points on the board at the same time. Then they play Pittsburgh in week five, and it's a bad defense at that point in the year for Pittsburgh. No T.J. Watt. They start chucking the ball down the field. Dave Davis has almost 200 yards receiving. They got like three long touchdowns in the game. And I don't think they ever got back to that efficiency model that worked so well for them week two to week four for, for the rest of the season. Um, and I think in the playoffs, guys, efficiency wins. That's what Josh Burrow or Joe Burrow is. He's an efficient quarterback. I was talking on radio on one Bills live last week on how he has incorporated Brady-type plays into his game, and it it might be death by a thousand cuts, but if you're a 68% passer, you can play that way and win a lot of football games. And that's what they did yesterday. That's what the that's what the Bengals did. I think the Bills are capable of that but they went big play city basically the last 10 weeks of the
3: season. Yeah, there is, I think there is a little bit of a question about identity of the Bills offense, Chris, and I think it also is yesterday among the things that are troubling is the Bills offense got to a point where we felt it was right there with the gold standard offense in the game and Kansas City, right? Now this season comes to an end, and you feel that you are now the third best. I mean, it looks like it. You're the third-best offense in the conference. Kansas City's still there, and now Cincinnati's past you.
4: Well, right, and knowing that the offense is what many people feel is the calling card for the football team, look at those two teams. They have better receivers, one through three. Um, Based on the play of yesterday, you'd be hard-pressed to say the Bills have a better offensive line than the Bengals when three of their backups and two starters play a more efficient game than your group and you know, defensively you want to say your defense is better, which I believe it is, on paper, um, when everybody's healthy, but you aren't healthy on that side of the ball. I really I'm telling you, everybody's talking about Von Miller, said it before the game yesterday on the round table. Jaquan Jones being inactive Mm -hmm. was a huge loss yesterday. Huge loss. That guy played in every game this season he was a force for this team defensively in the run front and in freeing up Ed Oliver. He's out of the equation. You have Jordan Phillips playing with one arm. You have Tim Settle, who I like Tim Settle, but he's a rotational player. And then you have Ilianku, who is just a big plugger. Uh, so, Jaquan Jones down on the field. The Bengals offensive line doubled at Oliver every time. So the penetrating free technique to try to get pressure and flush Joe out of the pocket was
3: absent. Well, listen, Chris, we're sad things are over because uh, that includes us not getting a chat with you on Mondays and Fridays. I'm sure we'll bug you at some point in the offseason. But thank you for filling in for Murph on the broadcast. Thank you for filling in for Murph on Monday and Fridays with us. We always appreciate your time on the show.
8: Yeah, happy to do it,
4: guys. Good to
3: be with you. Hi, right, Chris. You take care. Chris Brown with us here on our Western Hotline. His segment on uh, Football Monday brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started. Northwest.com by Dunn Tire, the official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. Also by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo. The best sales in the world. could use a couple right now. And by Lockport Outdoor Store, high-impact gear for hardworking men and women. It's Bills Football Monday. We're going to take your calls. If you're on hold, hang on. We're going to get to you. We're open the rest of the way. What haven't we, we got me- some
2: lines open, too. What haven't we mentioned? Joe, what haven't we mentioned? What's the biggest thing we have not
7: yet mentioned?
2: Is there a play? Is there a? Hmm.
7: I mean, this is like way down the list, but uh, at some point, I want to get to why that Jamar Chase touchdown should have counted, even though I know why it oh, didn't. Yeah. Well, it's the NFL. Um, defensive line has been mentioned. Yep.
3: Rundy was bad. We did, we mentioned blitzes. We mentioned soft coverage. We mentioned the offense. Gabe Davis. The ticket comments
7: by the Bengals. The tickets.
3: The Who Day chance.
7: Uh huh. Who Day? I mean, that could be it, right? There were all. I don't it was, know if this that, that, came that, that through
3: happening. on the TV. Oh, it did. Oh, there's a Loud large... Loud and clear. In the broadcast booth, it was stark. Yeah.
2: Large Bengals contingent. Multiple Large times. Bengals contingent.
3: Joe, it wasn't just... It sounded like just reading the tweets that some, somewhere... I forget which play it was, but the fans did the whole Let's let's all leave... And it sounds like at the end of the game, it was a lot of Bengals fans, which you would hear the Hootay shots, but it was happening before that oh, yeah. in the course I of the I first game.
7: noticed it after that first Bengals touchdown, and you look right across the field <coughs> from where our booth is, and it's right behind the Bengals sideline. It was like all behind the Bengals sideline for five rows was just straight Bengals fans. There was a
2: party in the camper lot that had to be 200 Bengals fans. Really? Yes. <laughs> so no, is, that,
7: is that anything
2: other than hmm. a fan base that's within driving distance? And the Bills' playoff games have been New England, they've been to a million, the Colts no, in, the, just, in the COVID year. Like, is it just that Cincinnati, yeah. if, if the Bills had played the Browns, Browns fans would make it, Steelers fans so. would make it. It's sure, just, okay. it's close. So Hardcore
7: hard it. fan base within driving distance. Yeah, that's yeah. going to
2: buy some tickets on the secondary market. Okay. And
3: hey, their team's really good.
2: Yeah. That's like for they're, a chance in the they're AFC they're championship They're really
3: game. good, and they've got a great young quarterback, and they're... I think they're going to beat Kansas City. Will that be the most
7: unwatchable AFC Championship game? It's got to be up
3: there with some New England. I don't know what. what well, New, New England and Pittsburgh, maybe. I mean, I, I can't stand. I, I, I reached the breaking point on Kansas City somewhere during the game Saturday. You asked me recently, maybe last week. Jeremy brought up at some point within the last, I don't know, couple of weeks about how I feel about Kansas City, and I was like, well, I'm not sick of him. I don't hate him. Okay, I snapped somewhere Saturday. It was just – and it was partly – Collinsworth was just over <laughs> – oh, my God. It's hard to take. There are things that people said on Twitter that I can't repeat on the air to describe Collinsworth's broadcast. It, was it when
2: Collinsworth gave Mahomes credit for making an incredible play by throwing it into the ground?
3: By having the ball come out yeah. of his hands when he didn't want to throw the a ball? heck
2: of a play here by oh, Mahomes. That did it, not it, happen. Yes, it did. No, did yeah, that really it did. happen? Yes, it he re- said it
3: was a <laughs> great play on. by Patrick Mahomes when he realized, <laughs> I can't make this pass, and the ball – Threw it into the ground. It should have been a fumble, by the way.
2: Yeah.
3: Wow. It was just so Heck I of a I play. hit I hit a breaking point on Kansas City on Saturday. I'm tired well, of the, the Chiefs. I don't want them winning anything and I can't root for the Bengals because of the whole See, go get your refunds. I'm get I'm going to I'm going to be
7: maybe not today but tomorrow sometime this week <sighs> I'm going to get over that and yeah. be like okay you know what? That is a fan base and a team that like we Cincinnati? had a, a, love
3: affair, like, a love affair with coming into this week. Well, like, it ended yesterday. And they
7: never won, so I, I think I'll be rooting for the Bengals. I'll,
3: I will probably do that, Joe, because I'm an AFC guy. It's t- This morning, I'm telling you, I'd have a hard time rooting for Cincinnati if the game was today. Because I, mean, I was really angry at that stuff.
7: Unless you would be rooting for the Chiefs just because you don't want Burrow to be so far ahead of Allen going into next year. Just
3: a quick question. Is it okay for Kansas City to be selling tickets for this game on Sunday, or is that going to make the Bengals angry? I mean, it is the home game for Kansas City. They can sell mm-hmm. tickets for the AFC Championship game, right? I just want to make sure it's all right. to join us. It is Bill's Football Monday. Uh, We've got more of your calls we're going to get to. So if you're calling in, hang tight. Joe's going to get you a spot. If you're on hold, hang on, and we'll talk to everybody. Bill's Football Monday is brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com.
4: I think it was all about execution. They came out and they executed at a higher level than we did. Um, you know, we kind of dipped our toe in the water and they jumped in the pool. So um, when, when you give a team like that a uh, was it 14 nothing lead or you know whatever it was, um, that's an uphill battle from the jump. You know, we dug ourselves in a hole early, and we understood that it was going to be a, uh, a grinder after that. And-
3: that is Bills center Mitch Morse, eight possessions for the Bills offense yesterday, one touchdown. And um, they only had three of eight drives where they had more than two first downs on it on the drive. A miserable day all around for everything Bills related. Let's get connected with our fans. That's what we do on Bills Football Monday. And Mario, thanks for holding on. You're up next here on WGR. Go right ahead.
8: Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, the the thing that stands out to me uh, is that how ill prepared they were that whole game. If you just look at the cleats, I mean Cincinnati was cutting, their running backs were not slipping. Hines almost slipped every time he got the kickoff. I mean, our players were slipping all over the place. They weren't even prepared with the proper cleats. Um, I, I know McDermott wanted to make this defense like it was in, um, in with the Panthers, but we don't have Keekley. We don't have that. And offense have moved past that. So this bland kind of defense where they know where you're going to go, they know where you're going to be. I mean, literally one time, I mean, it looked like they were dropping back in a dime, and a a free blitzer came, and that's what almost made Josh fall. I mean, our blitzing is so bland. It's so – our defense is, like, it's very predictable. I mean, we almost lost last week to a third-string quarterback. And then when it comes to offensive coordinator – I mean, we need to get it. We need to get a new defensive coordinator that with, with, with some I don't know who's played Madden in the last ten years, an offensive coordinator who maybe has played Madden because I mean everything is so predictable, It's so predictable, and you know I, I know like you know we, Gabe Davis didn't come in as a, as a second uh, wide receiver that we needed, but like I mean people say this. I'm not going to be the dead horse. But he can't scheme anybody open. And he got so gun happy that he couldn't rein Josh back in. The short passes, the little stuff. You know, and I, and I feel frustrated for Diggs because I watch other games, like the Minnesota game. No matter what happened, you knew who they are going to throw the ball to, whether it's double team, triple team. It, it, listen, man, it's the end of the season. Force it to Diggs. But we don't even do that. So to make a long story short, our defensive coordinator needs to go our offensive court needs to go. And I know Sean is probably really the defensive coordinator. He needs to take his hands off and allow somebody, because if you watch, I'm sorry, this is the last If you watch everybody, San Francisco, offense is, it, 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 you, they, they're always open. The Bengals, always open. Uh, the Eagles, always open. Kansas City, always open. Those are four offensive uh, minds that they always find a way to get their people open. And it's such a struggle for us. Even when it's a struggle, you can't just keep going deep. That is not a play call. All right. Thanks, guys.
3: You know what? The defense yeah, – go ahead.
2: I'm I, sorry. No, I, I I agree with all of it. And yeah. the offensive coordinator thing, you don't even – you know, you don't have to – I don't think you have to know ball or – if the window that they're in with Josh Allen, if Josh – like if Josh says, I want Dorsey to stay, does that just definitely mean he should stay? No. Some might say yes. Some might say no. But you are in a time now with this Bills team and their decisions where it has to be a little bit more ruthless mm-hmm. about not good enough is not good enough. The way that they've decided they're not going to pay Jordan Poyer and he's probably going to leave, right? I would think. It's yeah. Because they think, well, it's not worth the value on the field. He is excellent mm-hmm. and they think it's not worth it on the field. So unless. Anybody out, anybody else on the roster? If they're not excellent, they should be looking to be replaced. Mm-hmm. So, with the offensive coordinator handing the keys over to a first-time play caller was a gamble to begin with. And Dorsey was always going to be a conversation point because Dable built, helped to build Allen from the ground up. So did Ken Dorsey. So did Jordan Palmer. There are a lot of pieces involved any sign of slipping back any sign of wow it looks really tough should be met with that must be fixed
3: mm-hmm. right away priority one R- priority yeah. one I, i'll since he can jeremy handled your offense i'll take the defense side of things mario i think among the issues you talked about bland and this and that look we know that they like to they don't like the blitz a lot they don't they like to get through with four well the problem is once von miller was injured they weren't getting through with four the pass rush the pressure rate, I saw a stat on this yesterday, with Von Miller, the Bills were 4th in pressure rate. Without Von Miller, they dropped to 24th. And yesterday, they did nothing. They got one sack and three hits. So that's not a good sign well, that's, that Von Miller goes out and all the stuff you did up front does nothing.
2: That's always going to be there, too. You can you can draft the 5-6 th- the best defensive linemen in the league and the way that teams can maybe adjust is mm-hmm. fast passing. Ball out.
3: Yeah, Burrow was good yesterday. Hey, they're down yeah.
2: three linemen. Yep. Doesn't matter. Oh, the, man, he was getting the snap, ball, ball's gonna and it get was out. coming out. You're, you're going to have to beat him a different way, yep. and your linemen aren't going to get home because they're going to get the ball out too quickly.
3: And the blitzes, when they blitzed, they still weren't getting through to Joe Burrow. And then, when he was getting the ball out, they were giving up too much cushion. And I think, you know, the whole defense, I do think, look, Hyde was a huge loss, and Poyers played on one leg, for what, the last month or two? How many times in recent years do we hear people say, boy, with Hyde and Poyer, they do so much. They disguise coverages. They're really hard to figure out. There's pre-snap looks, and then they change it at the snap. Well, you lost Hyde, and basically Poyer was not and, Poyer, And I think that hurt the defense. Sure,
2: and that's one of the reasons that, you know, is Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, the defense, are they catching plenty of heat today? Yes. One of the reasons I'm not all over the defense is they still had a good year defensively, despite being dealt blow after blow, tons of injuries. And And even yesterday, like you said, you know, Trey White's not 100%. Kyrie Elam's rolling out there. I got Dane Jackson covering Jamar Chase. Don't like that matchup. Yeah, you're, like,
3: you're down to your third string safety after Micah Hyde and DeMar Hamlin. Now it's Jaquan Johnson playing yesterday. Dean Marlowe left that game. Yeah, that's right. Fourth ja- string. Fourth Sorry. string. I forgot Dean Marlowe. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm on my yeah. fourth, fourth string, string safety. safety. Yeah.
2: I'm down multiple all pros. Mm. I'm trying to hold it together with, you know, twine and band-aids on your defense. run
3: stuffer didn't play and Daquan the- Jones. Jones
2: didn't play. So like mess. the defense has, I think, legitimate excuses for why it wasn't in top form. And then it was bad beyond that. The offense.
3: Those were your starting offensive linemen. Only, your, start, your running backs. Your wide receivers.
2: The only your, significant injury diamond. on the offense the entire year is Jamison, Jamison Crowder. Crowder.
3: That's it. 803-0550 to join us. You're on hold. Hang on, because we're super late. So let's do this, and if we don't get fired, we'll be back, and we'll take more of your calls. Bills
0: Football Monday, WG. Right, did you call
3: plays yesterday? So you're getting fired? It's my, it's my fault, yes.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too